0: We've got your Bibles this morning. We'll turn to the Book of Second Chronicles. Don't get that mixed up. That's not Second Corinthians. Second Chronicles. That is um, about the eighth book in the Bible, somewhere around those lines. Maybe the tenth. Considerably, there's six here. But um, let's turn to Second Cor- Chronicles. I'll probably say that more than once this morning. Second Chronicles, chapter seven. And uh, we know in our thoughts that Second Chronicles chapter seven and verse number fourteen tells us that you know if my people which are called by my name humble themselves and pray and so on. Um, But in in passing, a few weeks ago, in our study um, in the Book of Revelation, in our study on the Temple of God, I breezed through this text. Some things caught my attention because I breezed through the text of my study. Things caught my attention that I'd like to bring out to you this morning. And so 2nd Chronicles chapter 7 verse 1, the Bible says, Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, fire came down from heaven, consumed the burnt offering of the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. The priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground and upon the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Couldn't we say that this morning? For he's good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let's pray. Lord, we need your help. I pray God you'd grant the blessing, Lord, on the reading of the word. And that everything that would be done this morning, Lord, would bring honor and glory to you and you alone. In Jesus' name we do pray. Help your people. Amen. This is a prominent time in the life of the the, the, the children of Israel that we're seeing here and reading in our text. And after all those hundreds of years they have went through and they've um, uh, had to carry a tabernacle. And that tabernacle was not um, a, a central dwelling place, but it was a a residing place for the glory of God and they would have to carry that tabernacle around and that tent around on a consistent basis everywhere they went and after those hundreds of years years now in our text the children of God or children of God being the Israelites they finally have a temple of God a permanent residence for a permanent temple there in Jerusalem for worship up on the altar as they were to have to um, offer those burnt offerings unto the Lord. And so you know, as, as we saw the other day, Solomon was the man instructed to build this temple. And Solomon is finishing up a 38 verse prayer, um, in a, a prayer basically to God of giving thanks and um, uh, pleading with him about the children of Israel in chapter 6. From verse number four on through the end of the chapter, Solomon has prayed and he's prayed and he's prayed. And by the way, the whole people of Israel stood that whole time he prayed. Man, we people, people, people wouldn't do that nowadays. Hardly. I mean, um, they'd complained the whole time. That preacher, that boy, that man, he prays too long. And I, I mean, he preaches too long. He prays too long, and so on and so on. And I, I understand the gist of it too. But I, I'm just telling you the fact here is that these people all stood for the whole prayer. And when he finished praying, the Lord showed out. The Lord showed out. And and I've seen him move in some spectacular ways around um, this place. But oh, we need it now, friends. We need God now. We need God now. You need God, and I need God. And I've done some pleading with God, as Solomon has, over the sake of this church. But I'm telling you right now, we need a move of God. And uh, we serve the same God as Solomon serves. Amen. And we serve the same God as the children of Israel. And he didn't show up because it was a beautiful temple. He didn't show up because it was a bunch of people. No, that's not why he showed up, friends. It was because they were worshiping in unity. And he showed up to them that morning or that day. And, and God showed out in a miraculous way, man, I, I'm telling you. And, but I want to ask you this morning, are you interested in seeing uh, this happen here? Are you interested in seeing this happen here? There are some principles laid out in our text this morning that I'd like to make mention of, uh, and I'm going to preach this thought, we need His glory to fill this house. We need His glory to fill this house. There's some clear conditions I'd like you to notice. Number one, there are conditions that are necessary in order for them to see the glory fill the house of God. And so we see those uh, as as things come about and I want you to notice that there are some obedience and some action that Solomon takes uh, on behalf of all the children of Israel Solomon t- Solomon takes these things on behalf of all the children of Israel and they reveal three specific requirements and in, in experience the glory of God uh, that we must realize. Uh, Well, the first part says, um, Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, uh, so there must be, uh, they sought out the Lord. They sought out the Lord. So, so they were praying unto the Lord. Uh, and it's clear that through the process of the building of the temple and the labor that went into uh, um, that, 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 that place, that Solomon sought the presence of the Lord. Uh, and the people sought the presence of the Lord. And we understand the different times than it was then. Solomon uh, um, was different. He was a priest. He was a leader then. Uh, in that time, and we a king rather, uh, and in that time, Time, but, but we understand the difference now. Now, the difference is everybody has access. Uh, you can seek out the Lord, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and, you, and everybody who's saved uh, has access to the throne of grace. Uh, but then they didn't. Every man didn't have access, uh, um, but Solomon sought out the Lord uh, um, for the people of God. Uh, and, friend, I'm telling you something. I'm not saying that God requires that we build some huge uh, um, temple in order order to make up to meet with him, uh, or in fact, we can meet with the Lord at any time, in any place we want to. Uh, um, but it is essential uh, um, that we seek Him to meet Him. And we seek to meet Him there. When, he's, when we're going to the house of God, we ought to, it ought to be intentional uh, that we are going there for one reason and one reason alone. Uh, and that is to bring glory to God and seek Him out. Uh, um, some people aren't seeking Him, uh, and that's why they're not seeing Him. Uh, uh, if we are to see the glory of God uh, um, fall in today, uh, on today, and experience a great move of God... Uh, we must seek Him. Amen. We must earnestly seek the Lord to move among us and to transform our lives and to transform our worship and services that we have. And there has to be a heartfelt desire on our part. It will not happen until we seek Him. It will not happen until we seek Him. So they sought him out, notice, and they submitted to the Lord. Now, by means of implication, Solomon has, come in, has not come in arrogance. He just prayed a whole prayer and you can read it in chapter 6. And and Solomon did not come in arrogance. He's not coming to remind the Lord of all that he has done uh, and how many thousands and billions and millions of dollars uh, um, that were put inside of that temple uh, and all the wonderful, beautiful gold that Solomon got to put up. Uh, No, that's not his prayer. Uh, He isn't bragging about the beauty. He isn't bragging about the splendor. Uh, um, He has come humbly before the Lord in supplication. Look at verse number 19 of chapter 6. The Bible says, Have respect therefore to the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication. O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee. He said, God, I understand you don't have to listen to it, but Lord, please do. Please hear me. Please hear me. Has anybody ever been there before? Verse 21, uh, hearken therefore unto the supplications of thy servant. He's called himself the servant of God. and of thy people Israel, which they shall make toward this place, hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from heaven. And when thou hearest, forgive. He's pleading with him. He's pleading with God. That's not pride, friend. Uh, And I tell you, submission uh, is essential uh, in experiencing the glory of God. I've done nothing of my own self. I've done nothing. What could we possibly offer the Lord except our worship? I mean, we have have seen God move among us here at this place. uh, um, But it wasn't because of any merit of our own. It wasn't. You know what it really was? I'll tell you what it really was. We really desired to see Him. We really desired to see Him. And we've gotten so used to seeing Him around this place that we don't have as much desire as we once did. you got to agree with me. I, I mean, I'm from the pulpit to the pew. Friend. We want to by implication, but we don't want to by application because we don't want to do anything about it. What I'm telling you is that all that we have received is because of His abundant mercy. It has nothing to do with what we've done. If we are to see the Lord do great and mighty things among us, we must humble ourselves before Him and submit. Is that not what the verse tells us on farther, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. There is all of that implication in it. All I'm telling you is that we must lay ourselves before God and allow Him to work in our heart we must do it friend this thing isn't about all of our compliments it's all about him amen it's all about him and you'll never serve God and you'll never submit to God with self on the throne you'll never do it they were in the business of submitting to the Lord they had never seen a temple and they wanted to see God move in it they wanted to see God move in a mighty way and so they sought the Lord, and then they submitted to the Lord. Then I want you to notice also one, another thing they'd done. From heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice, they sacrificed to the Lord. I understand you ain't going to come up here and you ain't going to bring a pig or a whatever. You ain't bring no pig, but you ain't going to bring no lamb up on this altar. And you ain't going to sacrifice that, burn it up. It's not what we're talking about here, but Solomon offered a sacrifice unto the Lord. He did. He wanted to please the Lord with the sacrifice that he brought. And this is something that churches today know little about. Or nothing. Of course, we want God to bless us. We want Him to meet our needs. But we are, most of the time, we are not much willing to sacrifice in order to receive it. No, it's the truth. I believe we got one of the best churches in America. I believe we got the best church in America. And I would hope you would say the same thing. But I'm just telling you, we still got problems. We do. And I'm telling you, if we could sacrifice ourselves more and get ourselves and lay ourselves and put ourselves in the offering plate for God and lay ourselves on the altar for God instead of our selfish needs. They're not just selfish. God's there for that. Everybody say amen there. We ought to take our needs to Him. It's what cast your cares upon Him. We ought to do that. But first, before we ever do that, we ought to put ourselves on that. That's God's will. And they're, 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 this is something that today churches do not know much about. we no longer we no longer need to bring sacrifice to atone for our sin as Solomon did. Uh, which Solomon wasn't doing that here, but they had to do that then. And so we no longer need to do that. But if we are to see His glory, we must be willing to pay a price. We must be willing to sacrifice. To gain the presence of our God. Lord help us friend. We must be willing to lay down everything. And place him first in our lives. We must be willing to do that. We must want the Lord more than we want anything else. Are you really willing to sacrifice to see the move of God? To see a move of God. Are you really willing to sacrifice? Most Baptists today won't sacrifice to pew to see a will of God. just telling you is that they were conditions that they were necessary to see the glory of God move. I want you to notice secondly the commendation that were noted God had a response to them he came back with some things and did some things for them so I want you to notice number one they sought to please him we see that they sought to please him now, now, when Solomon had made a prayer, the, the fire came down. Clearly, we see we 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 can say that since the fire came down from heaven, that the 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 sacrifice that God made to them was pleasing. It burned up the offering. That's what happened in that day. You believe that? Amen. I sure do. But but and the, the, the the offering was made. The worship and the sacrifice was noted by God. And God, it was to God, it was pleasing to Him, and it was accepted. As a type of worship, it was accepted. uh, And wouldn't it be wonderful if God, uh, if we could offer some worship uh, or sacrifice in such a way that God noticed our zeal uh, and noticed our realness uh, and, and, and accepted it? All we need is God to accept it, friend. I'm beloved. I, I believe far too often we come with our own agenda. We have an idea of what we wish to accomplish in the house of God. And many times, many times, many times, we please, we please pleasing the Lord is not at the top of our list. I'm not saying just here in general, because I believe you people are the best people in the world, but. Oh, that we would focus, we would focus on the Lord and our services and desire to offer praise unto Him and worship that would please Him instead of grieving Him. And friend, I'm telling you, we need God. We need God so bad. I'm not looking to get out of this place, I'm looking to get in this place. But there's more people that come into our church and other churches that they don't look to get in. They're not excited to be here. Remember what I told you on Wednesday? If you're excited to be here, you ought to notify your face. Amen. Amen. We ought to notify our faces a little more because we don't look happy to be in the house of God. You know, and I understand life, man. I understand work is hard and it's tiring. And life is hard. Everybody agree with me, say, man. I mean, twenty-five years have been tough, man, and half of them were. were I, I, I had a servant, my mom. Amen. I'm just telling you that. But but life is hard, and work is hard, and fifty-hour weeks is tough, and and but but you got to do it. But man, when I come to the house of God, I'm so excited to be here. It's not even funny. I am so excited to be in the house of God. Every single service I'm excited to be here. I don't care how tired I am, I'm still excited to be here. It doesn't matter. I don't care if I just drove three hours, which I do that quite often, by the way. But it doesn't matter to me. I'm just excited to be in the house of God because this is God's will for your life is to be in the house of God worshiping Him. This is the house of prayer and the house of worship. It is. And they sought to please the Lord. Man, man! if we'd come to the house of God seeking to please Him, we might see a fire come down. They sought to please Him, we might see a fire come down. And then they sensed the presence of Him. Now, now notice, uh, the Bible says in verse 1, and, and consumed the offering, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. Now, the glory of the Lord filled the house. Do you fully understand what happened here? Solomon and the people offered their worship unto the Lord, and then he showed up. Is that not how we look at it too? I'm not talking about just shouting and off the rooftop, swinging off the chandeliers that we don't have, uh, jumping out the windows, running laps around the building, running out. That's not what I'm talking about. That's that's praise. That's not worship. We'll get to that in a second. That's praise. That's not worship. You notice verse 3, they worshiped and praised the Lord. There's got to be a separation to it. So so there's two different things. And I'm telling you something, friend, is that what they did here is they worshipped him, and when they worshipped him, he showed up. If we'll worship the Lord, he'll show up. Every single preacher that has ever come through those doors right there that have come up here and preached or presented the work said there is such a spirit in this place. There's such good liberty. But yet we get in here, and I think we got so used to it, I think we've gotten so used to it. I'm just telling you something this morning. The glory of of our Lord uh, filled the temple where they were. Filled the temple and the God of heaven met with them. Uh, And I've been in some of the most wonderful services uh, um, where the Lord has showed up, but I can't say I've ever seen it on this fashion in the Bible. I've heard ladies screaming. I've heard men screaming. I've heard people, seen people running. I've seen some wonderful praise services. I've seen some wonderful times when they were just testifying and it was not a bunch of shouting, but there was people flooding the altar. I've seen it. But I can't say I've seen it like this. The word "field" means just what you think it means. Being full and abundance to fulfill. That's what it means. And the house was literally consumed uh, with the presence of God. He was everywhere they looked. He was everywhere they looked. And I don't know about you, but I want to experience this, friend. I want to experience. We need uh, His presence. Every time we meet at Mountain Valley Baptist Church, we need His presence. Uh, And when the Lord shows up, business will pick up around the house of God. Business will pick up. We know God's in this church. We know God's moved in this church. We know God moves by the way He provides in this church. We know all of that. God is great to us in this church. They sense the presence of God in this church. In this temple here, they sense the presence of God. And then, I want you to notice, they saw the power of God. The Bible says, And the priest could not enter the house, nor because the glory of the Lord had filled the house. It doesn't say because they sinned or because... It says because the glory. That's what it says. Because the glory. And and Solomon wasn't the only one who recognized what was happening. It wasn't just the preacher who recognized it. It wasn't just the king, but the priest couldn't even enter into the temple because the glory of God was so thick in there. It was so real. And, And they knew that God was there. They knew that He was there, and they sensed His presence and His power. Wouldn't it be something today if we could experience something like that? I I would love to see an outpouring of God's Spirit that we uh, were unsure what to do. There's been times in this church where things like that have happened, and I did not have one clue what to do. That's why I sit my butt right there and shut up. Because I did not know what to say, what to do, Or just sit there and be quiet and let God do the rest. I've seen it. I've seen it. But I'm telling you, I would just love to see it again. I'd love to see the power of God when you don't know when to go on or you don't know when to close a service or you don't know what to do or if you ask somebody to sing because maybe you asked the wrong person and then they got sin in their life. It's harder to moderate than it is to preach. But I'm just telling you the truth here. I would love for His presence uh, and His power to be so real that we uh, would sense Him before we ever entered into the building. Uh, And I believe if we do more preparing on Saturday uh, than we do on Sunday morning, we would, friend. Uh, It's a shame when some people wake up on Sunday morning uh, and decide uh, if they feel like going to the house of God. It's a shame. Make that decision Saturday. Matter of fact, make that decision now. I made that decision a long time ago that I was going to be the house of God and I ain't missed one service since. Other than been sick or vacation or whatever that it may be. I'm just telling you that it's not just because I feel like coming. Because I don't always feel like coming to the house of God until I leave the house of God. Then I want more. All I'm telling you is that, just imagine with me that the change that would take place in our lives and communities if the Lord moved on this fashion. Think of the impact on those around us. You say, oh, preacher, that was 5,000 years ago. Preacher, that, that couldn't happen. I beg to differ. God could do it again. God could 100% do it again. It's our fault why God ain't done it, because He ain't changed. I'm just telling the truth. think of the impact on those around. I don't know what's going on out there. Those neighbors, I don't know what's going on out there, but the Lord is sure there in a mighty way. You know, we need a move of God, man. We need a move of God, amen the conditions that were necessary um, the, the commendations that were noted God commended them and then thirdly and lastly I want you to notice the compensation that, that was noticed uh, verse 3 the Bible says and when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down the glory of the Lord fell upon the house um, they bowed themselves with their face to the ground upon the pavement and worshiped on um, pavement by the way um, they didn't worry about soft padded pews or soft uh, um, padded altars or any of those things that they could put under their knees or the With me now. They praise the Lord, saying, Fear, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. By the way, I'm not just talking about y'all this morning, because you know what? I like those pews too. You know, I like the heat in here too. I like those doors on the building. Matter of fact, uh, I, I, I actually like the windows. Uh, you know, I, I don't like it cold in the wintertime. I like it nice. And But I'm telling you, the truth here uh, is that we have too many conditions on what church we'll go to because of the conditions of the church. Uh, if we took out all the pews and said we're sitting on the floor for a little while, uh, and we took out all the air conditioner and said we're going to save some money, uh, and we took out the doors because we, you know, we don't need that. That privacy around here. We took out the windows because uh, I don't know why we do that, but we just did it. And then would you? Would you? Would, I believe we might have the people here, but we wouldn't have no more. <laughs> you with me? Just telling. Ain't no man I ain't going to that church. Up there. that thing's abandoned. No, it ain't. It's the house of God. I understand the. Be- I, I believe y'all know me. I believe in beautification of the of the house of God more than anything it's 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 our prominence to be able to do that what i'm telling you right here is these people they come to a place and they realized who he was look at the first part of verse 3 and when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down when they saw it they realized who he was They realized who He was. And the children of Israel, they saw the fire come down. And they saw the glory of the Lord come upon the house. And there was no question about who showed up. Amen, friend. I'm telling you the truth. The people were truly aware that the Lord was among them. Um, they They weren't running to Solomon and saying, Hey, preacher! Hey, preacher! Who was that? No, they knew who He was. They knew who he was. And I tell you this, beloved, when we have the presence of our Lord, we know when we've been in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen, friend. I'm thankful he's been here as he has been here. Amen. I'm thankful that he's had. I'm not saying he's not here because I know. I know that he's here. Um, But I'm just saying that we could have more of him if we'd have less of ourselves. And I'm just telling you, but we have we have seen move of God. We know when the Lord has truly blown through. We know. Reactions to it will always tell. Amen, Amen friend. When when he has moved like that, you you didn't have to turn around and ask the person beside you, what's going on here? If you saved. You don't have to do that. The Lord revealed himself to you. God does that. If you saved and you have His Spirit inside of you, He'll, he'll come in there and be like, Hello, how, how are you today? I'm thankful that He does that stuff. And He has met with us recently. And I know it was Him. I know that He has. And when God begins to move in a mighty way, even the lost will recognize Him. Amen. Amen. You say, well, preacher, I don't know if I believe all that. Believe what you want to believe. I understand what the Bible says, and I understand that, we, that, that when God shows up, you'll understand and notice who he was. Even the people who just saw him die at Calvary on the Emmaus Road noticed who he was after he said a few things to him. If God does some moving in your heart, I promise you'll know who he was. And then Jesus leaves them alone after, he found, after they found out who he was. He disappears. He done walked with them. The whole time he walked with them, and they didn't know who he was. And then when they finally figure out who he is, they're like, he's gone now. Where's he at? They couldn't conversate with him. But I'm telling you, I'm thankful that we have those days. We need a move of God. We need to experience his presence so that we will know that we have met with him. We have to leave the house of God every single time. saying, Man, we've met the Lord this morning or this evening. They recognized who he was. When you come to the house of God, you're expecting to see God. Amen. Amen. They realized who he was. Um, verse. Then um, the, the next, next part of the verse and how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord fell. They bowed themselves with the faces upon the pavement. So they re- they reverenced who he was. I don't they realized who he was, but they, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and they worshiped the presence of God and his glory brought a reverential fear upon these people. Amen. Amen. They, they had one thing on their mind and that was worshiping the Lord. That's it. They couldn't help themselves. God had shown himself in such a mighty way that they had to worship him. They had to. They just had to. Wouldn't you like to see that in this church? I mean, wouldn't you like to see a move of God so strong that the church recognized the Lord and worshiped Him? When we get in His glory, friend, there will be no choice but to worship Him. No choice. And I just want to say, it's about time some of us get in. And man, we need that in today's time, in today's society. People who's not fall, falling cold or indifferent on the things of God. And when I come to the house of God, I come to worship Him. Amen. And reverence Him, because I know who He is. Amen. I know who I am. I don't deserve to worship Him at all. But I'm thankful I get the opportunity to worship Him. Amen. Amen. So they, 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 rev, they realized Him and they reverenced Him. Notice the next part of the verse, the Bible says, And upon their pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord. They rejoiced in who He was. They rejoiced in who He was. Now, not only did the people worship, but the Bible says they praised the Lord. Now, that clearly tells me there's something different there. Well, let me just tell you, everybody, all right? For a second, this word "praise" here in the Greek word literally means to throw. It means to shoot. It means to cast. It means to throw down. It means to confess. And it means to m- be moan intensely. That makes sense? You're gonna have a throwdown, friend. Throw down. You're gonna be moan intensely? That's literally what that word means. I'm just telling you, get this in your mind. Their hearts were so full that they couldn't even help themselves. They got the, a good case of the can't help it, says one preacher would say. Their joy filled their heart and they made it all the way out their mouth. They did that and they were literally throwing the praise toward the Lord to casting it and they they were casting their praise and thanksgiving at the feet of God with their mouth they were casting things and throwing down and friend I'm telling you something if beloved if you ever realize uh, when you're in the presence of God in a real way uh, you will rejoice I promise Amen. We all worship differently, but I assure you uh, um, that the praise will not be held within. You will cast that praise upon the Lord if you ever get a real dose of the Holy Ghost. uh, I promise you, you will. Uh, I've done things that my pride would have never let me do when I got a good dose of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm Like running laps in a place that felt like you're running the Daytona 500 after you get halfway through. Uh, I've done that, but it was all God. Uh, It was all God. I promise you, I'd have busted it many times uh, with some of the things I've done, but I'm telling you, uh, when you get in the Holy Ghost uh, and He gets in you in a serious way, uh, there will be nothing holding you back from doing what you're supposed to do. I guarantee that some of you in here have probably been told to do some of that stuff sometimes, but you just didn't want to because your pride. But how many times has pride said no to you? Y'all got to be real with me. How many times have you been told to testify? I mean, I'll go to one of you men. How many times have you been told to testify and then you didn't testify? It's been some times, hasn't it? I've probably done it. I know I've done it, actually. How many times have some of you ladies been told that you ought to shout or you ought to testify or do something and you just didn't do it either? I'm just telling you. There's times where I know we've all been there probably. We've all been there. But isn't he worth more than your pride? Amen. I mean more than our flesh. Lord help us to praise him. Verbally. If I got up here and didn't praise him. Or didn't speak with my lips. Because I let pride get in touch with me. I promise we wouldn't have no preaching. We ought to praise him friend. We ought to praise him this morning. They rejoiced in who he was. I'm done after this one. They reported who he was. Look at the last part of that verse. It says, For he is good for his mercy endureth forever. You see the children of Israel saying that many times um, throughout the Scriptures. Uh, God had moved among them and they couldn't hold it in. They could no longer be quiet concerning the God that they served. Uh, and, And if you ever get there, you won't be able to stay quiet about it either. Hey, my friend, I'm telling you the truth. I've got a tale of the great things God has done. Is that what in the Rain's family song? I've got to tell it. I've got to tell it. I've got to tell it to the world around me. I've got to tell it to the people. I've got to take every opportunity that I have uh, to give people what I've got, uh, to give people the Spirit of God that have been dwelled inside of me. I ain't going to be the giver, but I'm telling you right now, I am going to be, I'm not going to be the bestower, but I can sure be the one that gives it over. Amen, friend. Don't you want people to know what you have? You'll offer praise and Lord, and tell others what God has done for you. Man, I'm telling you, I'm convinced that we need this in this church. The Lord has already did everything. We need revival, but God's already did everything that needs to be. That revival. I mean, He don't have to do anything else to send revival. You say, well, what do you mean? He's already given everything. He's already died. He's already rose. He's already making intercession for us. He gave us the perfect Bible, and He's coming again. What else does He need to do to send revival into this church? Is it just that we got in our mind that a preacher has to come in, and he has to preach 18 days in a row, uh, and that's revival? No, that's wonderful. But that's not what has to happen to get revival. He's already done everything. You tell me what else does you have to do. We're more excited to go to the doctor today than we are the church. We're more excited to go to work today than we are the church a lot of times. You said preacher, or so it seems. You said preacher, you know. I don't like to go to work or the doctor. No, that's true, but you go anyways because there's something there that you need, like money or medicine, you know. There's something that you need. That's why you go. But if there's something in this house of God that you needed, that's why you come. Amen.
1: Amen. I'm just,
0: I'm, I'm just saying. There isn't here, I don't guess. not talking to anybody here. But I wish some people in our church, in our congregation, in our membership, would hear the words that are coming out of my mouth. In our membership, I say it there very clearly. In our membership, we hear the words all I'm saying is we need a move of God, friend. Do we not need a move of God? I need a move of God. You need a move of God. We need a move of God at Mount Alabama Church. I thank God for every single person in this building. And the, y'all the best Christian I've ever met in my life. Every one of you. But I just need another help from heaven. I need another move of God. Isn't God good to us? Amen. Look at what He did for you. Look where he brought you from. If you, don't, if, you, if you don't seem to like what you have by expressing it, I mean, I don't expect somebody else to want it either. We went through attitude a little bit there. All I'm saying is that. What, what happens if you express what's on the inside to the outside? Does it not make you smile that Jesus died for you? Did not make you smile that, that he gave his only son to die for you? Man, it makes me happy. It makes me smile. It makes me happy. And every time I just want to tell somebody. But if you don't seem like you like it, they ain't going to like it. They ain't going to want it. Go tell the world he's worthy. Do you desire to see a move of God, seek him, submit to him, sacrifice yourself, sell out to him. Do it now. You, we, 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 we need to see the glory of God fill this house. We do. I need to see it. I want you to see it. Lord, help us to do that. Do what we're supposed to do now. And see a move of God. Sweep across this land, across this community, across this county once again. This county needs a move of God. You so why does this county need the move of God? Because the churches are going carnal just like New York City. Just like Chicago. If, if, God, if you want God to move in Chicago, God can move in Chicago. I mean, the world's dump, right? America's dump, Chicago. God could still do it. I've, seen, I've heard of it. But man, salute to North Carolina. Needs to see a move of God. Summertime's coming. More wickedness is coming in. But man, we sure could get a get a taste of God's presence Amen. around this place. Make a difference in this nation. Make a difference in this community. Make a difference in this world. Lord, help us this morning to seek, to submit, to sacrifice, and to sell out for Him this morning. We need some people that will sell out for Him. I don't feel like we need to have an altar call this morning. But if you need to pray, just pray as I'm praying. Thank you for already giving everything you have for the ministry of God. But we need to see a move of God. We need to see a move of God. Remember the meetings we've seen where God has moved through in such a way that you could literally feel the Spirit of God blowing around this place. What happened? He didn't change. Man, I don't want to see it again. Amen. I believe honestly. I believe honestly. We're too worried about those who aren't here all the time believe that honestly we're too worried including myself we're too worried but I'm telling you the truth this morning If we'll focus on our own the ones that are here all the time stay focused and stay holding hands together in unity oh God promised it'd be a blessing if we'd stay together church that stays together sees God that's the truth this morning we need to see God would help us to turn to him this morning. If you need to pray, you can sure enough come to the altar. But I'm just not going to open up and just say you can all come to the altar and pray. But everybody in here if you want to pray, it wouldn't be bad. But just saying just the normal thing we're not going to do. Let's pray though this morning. If you need to pray, you can sure enough come to the altar and pray or we'll pray in your seat. Lord, we need a help of God this morning. Lord, I need a help of God. Lord, this church needs a move of God. Lord, I pray God that everything that was said this morning came out with a love and a heart of compassion. Lord, Lord, I didn't. I don't. I don't mean anything mean or directive towards anybody. But Lord, I just want to obey you this morning. Lord, I, I want to see a move of God across this church. Lord, I desire to see it. But Lord, we have to get ourselves out of the way, Lord, and we can give ourselves. Lord, we give ourselves to you, Lord, in submission. God, take what we are, just measly, mere people, Lord, that can't do a single thing for you right, seemingly, Lord. Lord, help us to follow this word. Lord, help us, God, to seek you day by day, Lord, hour by hour, and seek your face, Lord. Turn from the wickedness of our ways, Lord, and just simply call out upon the name of the Lord. And Lord, you you would you would come in this place, Lord. Lord, give us what we stand in need of, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your compassion. Thank you, Lord, for your love and joy and peace and long-suffering and meekness, God-temperance. Lord, everything, God, thank you for those nine fruits of the Spirit, Lord, that you displayed at Calvary's cross, that for the joy that was set before you, Lord. You endured the cross, despising the shame, Lord, and sit down the right hand of God. Lord, I'm thankful for that. Lord, I'm thankful that it is the goodness of God that leadeth man to repentance. I'm thankful for that, Lord. I'm thankful, God, for all the things, Lord, that you've done for us. and How you've loved us and how you've sent your son to die for us, Lord. What a love, Lord. But God, help us not to just keep looking toward the meetings. but God, look toward the Messiah and say, Lord, we know that you've done everything, Lord, that we need to yeah. be done. For us to see this move. And Lord, we desire to see a move of God this morning, this evening. Or please, God. Please, God, help us. We need your help. In Jesus' name. We do pray. Help these people as they go home. Bring us back here at six o'clock tonight. We love you. In Jesus' name.